Ask the Podcast Coach for July 31st, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from the Average Guy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. You know we're on the slide to Christmas, right? This is the last day of July. <laughs> Christmas is, is is almost here. Start your Christmas shopping. Get your taxes. Get ready to you know pre- start preparing for your taxes. It's all coming before you know. <laughs> and you know what today is? Forty years ago today. You ready to feel old? Yeah. Uh, Forty years ago today, MTV launched, and that I was ridiculous. And I was like, wait, what? Nah, it's just. I, I think I got a first. I, I watched it first day. I think you did too. We got some yeah. stories. Let's let's save them for the show. But but uh, uh, congratulations. It's now nothing like it was when it started. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Is it still still there? I haven't watched it because it just turned into bad reality TV shows. Yeah. So, you know, the music industry has changed. And maybe we can talk a little bit about that in the context of podcasting, because I think there's some. There's some growth that's going to happen, and we're seeing some things already. So, so we can do that. But I know we got a we've got some sponsors to thank before yeah. we so, get started. Uh, I was going to say the only thing that makes watching MTV go down these days would be a good cup of Joe. So uh, we will definitely uh, have that going. And uh, the other thing is, I saw a comment in Facebook this morning, and the person said, "You know, I've designed podcast artwork for myself in the past." But I had somebody, like an actual graphic artist, design my latest one, and holy cow, is it a difference. And I was like, there you go, podcastbranding.co. If you need artwork, if you need a logo, if you need a website, Mark DeCoats is not only an award-winning graphic artist, he's also a podcaster, and he will have you go, oh yeah, that's really what I was trying to get. I mean, I've come, I've made my own artwork in the past, and it was like, eh, that'll do. Don't do what that'll do. Do one that has people going, wow, that looks great. So if you need that, go over to podcastbranding.co. And if you want Mark to do an actual audit of your whole website and your logo and everything else, he can actually do kind of a marketing audit of your whole situation. So check him out over at podcastbranding.co. Of course, the mug yes. sponsored by our friend Dan Lefeb over there at Based on a True Story Podcast. And uh, you can find that at Based on a True Story Podcast uh, dot com. All kinds of like I said, if you're a history buff, if you like knowing, like if you've watched a movie that's historical and uh, he's got like 180 of these things. So good chances he's covered it. If it's historical and you're like, uh, is any of that actually true? I mean, just because it's uh, based on a true story. <laughs> doesn't mean it's actually a true story. Like, I mean, you know, there, so you can get the, you can get all the skinny on it. If you want to head over there based on a true story, podcast.com. Thanks. Mean, thanks, Dan. You mean Rose isn't really a real person on the Titanic? <laughs> Probably not. And, and the character that Tom Cruise played in the last samurai, yeah. uh, probably not very accurate. <laughs> uh, but no, the thing that I thought was interesting about, the whole MTV thing was uh, there's a video. Let me get the link to this. I'll put it in the chat room. 
where it's a video on YouTube called the very first two hours of MTV. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it and I forgot. And it's weird because it's just one of those things. It's been around forever, but they were like now in stereo. And I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, think about though, in that, in that day, hi-fi was really just kind of coming in, right? Randy Cantrell would have all the details on this because he used to sell, <laughs> sell that stuff. Yeah. He sell that stuff. Right. But, but uh, so 40 years ago, this is 80. What, what year is that then? It's 82, right? No, 81. 81. 81 yeah. right? So um, uh, uh, we've, we've probably got, oh, a dozen, you know, half a dozen years of really high fi Remember, you'd buy those big That's it. crates, right? I'm, of- I'm looking at it right now, and I'm like, I had speakers the size of my trash can. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they were, big- they were huge, and we had four of them, one in each corner of the room, uh-huh, and we would uh-huh. blast it and, you know. It's like, the day of eight track, right? It was cassettes were just starting to come in. Uh, DVDs, not even a thing yet. Uh, we're, we're still there. And the, but the, but think about this. Most TVs America had had a little tiny speaker oh, yeah. about this big and it was just crap, right? It was just awful. That was it. And you waited for the commercials to come on so you could go get a Pepsi or a Coke and you had to hurry up and get back because the movie's starting. Because I think VCRs were just on the horizon. Yeah, they probably were because somebody obviously taped this. Yeah, I think VCRs yeah, were up. They were, they were expensive, too, when they first yeah. came out, right? Um, uh, you know, it's it does kind of remind me, I mean, the, the, uh, the okay, what was the Sony, uh, Sony Walkman, right? Yeah, yeah. So this, that's the era of the Sony Walkman as well. And that really sets the stage for, the, for an iPod, right? That mm-hmm. is... That's the beginning where we moved to, like, we were buying big hi-fi equipment. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, I could get this, I could get this hi-fi experience in my ears. Do you remember the very first time you listened to a Walkman? You put oh. those headphones and you were like, oh my God. I mean, this, out, this out of these, incredible. Out of these little speakers on my ears versus the giant, you know. Yeah, yeah you take them off. You'd be like, this is, this is. <laughs> How does this even happen, yeah. right? You know, how is yeah. this even possible? Sony had cracked the code on that one. But I think that is actually the early era for us of, you know, and there were there were a lot of religious organizations that were sending out cassette tapes then, right? I mean, yeah. remember the, the pre-podcast days, right? You could subscribe and get cassette tapes. You go to the library and get an audiobook on a cassette, you know? Yeah. Listen yeah. to a lot well, of Zig Ziglar on cassette. I, I think, I think, oh my God, I think... um but MTV sets us up as we think about podcasting. I mean, I think when when we think about podcasting today, I think we're still in the original DJ era of MTV. Well, the, right? the thing I thought was interesting about it, because I watched that video and my I think my favorite one was David Bowie, who's always been this super creative guy. And he's just doing at one point. He he says like a thing in the verse. It's a song called Fashion, and he's like, David Bowie thing. And he actually like does a little rabbit hop for like two seconds. He's like, and he's like, I'm not doing that. He's just like, okay, I need to do something cute here. But it was kind of like, look, I got the definite feeling that they're going, look, nobody's going to watch this, so it doesn't matter. And at one point, the drummer has one drum and a bass drum in a hi-hat, and like, they show this video of him and he's hitting drums that are invisible. He's just like, da, 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 da. And he hits a, a, an invisible symbol. And I was like, wow, they just really didn't care. And it was just like, Hey, David Bowie, I don't know. We're going to take a video of you. Just take your hand and slowly touch the ground for no apparent reason. So <laughs> it was very, and I was like, you know what? Oh. We, we kind of need that attitude of like, Hey, let's do a podcast. Like nobody's listening. Like we just don't care. 
So yeah, but so uh, Van Halen did that jump video, and it's I think it's famous. And at the very end of the video, he goes, "Yeah," and nothing comes out of his mouth. No, no. So every what? Well, the 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 thing is, uh, it's the part where it's a breakdown and it's a keyboard, and David yeah. Lee looks at the camera and goes, "Oh, oh! right." And the fun but, thing is, it's not on the record. Yeah, it's not in the record. It's not on the song. Okay, so two things. One, why would yeah? Why would an editor? This thing had to be edited. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? How did they, how did it's going on TV? How does that get past an editor for one thing? Right. Two, their solution, instead of editing the video, it must've been, it must've been more expensive to edit the video than to edit the yeah. audio. That had to be it. Right. So they yeah. add for just MTV, they add the audio track in for David Lee Roth doing this. And it doesn't make any sense what he's doing. Yeah. It doesn't sound good. It's not a good idea. And my thought is Dave, when you shoot a video like that, don't you think you have enough B-roll yeah. of the, but I, you know what? I get the feeling they shot that thing in like an hour. Oh, like very much so. Too busy. They yeah. were too busy for like, why are we doing this? You get one hour with us. Like, so, um, yeah. So and I kind of get that. Go ahead. Well, and again, I think they had that attitude of like, let's just have fun. That's the other thing I noticed that I'm not listening to a lot. In fact, I'm listening to zero radio right now. But the third, the, the second video, first video was Video Killed the Radio Star, which I thought was interesting because the lead singer turns his back on the camera for a large portion of that video. Oh, sure. The second one was Pat Benatar, You Better Run. And the third one was Rod Stewart on this song called She Won't Dance With Me. And it was just a fun song. Like mm-hmm. it was back when rock was the, 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 the it was the, pop. Yeah, but it was rock like was it, it was the soundtrack of the party that you were going to Friday yeah. night. You know what yeah. I mean? And I was yeah. like, I kind of miss fun music because there's there's some lines in there that, you know, for 1981 were kind of risque. Uh, and I just thought it was interesting. But it's, it was, for me, just the fact that we've gone from, like you said, these little one-inch speakers in a TV to now we have earbuds. Like when I put on a pair of Bose, anything, I'm always blown away at a the bass and just the sound of it. The fact that uh, you know I didn't know we should be saying ask the podcast coach now in stereo. You know, it's like live it in color. <laughs> yeah. So we really well we we didn't we didn't live through those. I mean yeah. we didn't. That was a big deal for them, right? That was a that was a big a big deal. The you know the quality at which these were created in the, the early days, I think, is reminiscent and. You could also be an independent. You could you could be an independent, not very well known, produce a video, and MTV would play it. That didn't last very long, right? No. Right. I mean, two or three years into this, right? And both you and I, this is interesting. Both you and I had newspaper jobs when right. we were do, when, when MTV launched. You were doing newspapers. I was doing this local, you know, the newspaper that gets delivered to every house. It was called the Potpourri, right? Okay. And I was doing this on summers for jobs. And I remember stuffing, we would watch MTV and stuff the, you know, we'd put these in plastic mm. bags and then fill up our, you know, you'd put them over. You'd, yeah. You'd wear those things front and back, right? And, and um, I think early, in the early days, the independents had a shot. But within three years, it had gone completely oh, yeah completely mainstream you yeah you just weren't getting anybody on there because again they didn't think anybody was going to watch and instead everybody like we just had it on my house 24 7 it was always on it was like the radio it took over the radio and i remember that like record stores had to start paying attention to what was on the top of that chart not just the radio chart right we had a a radio station 
And it's weird because when you have something that's new, it stands out. There was a station that came on board, and it was around for about a year and a half called Z-Rock. And it was metal, not hard rock. It was metal, like Slayer and Manowar and all this, like, not like, hey, is that metal kind of stuff? It's like, no, no, this is smack you in the face metal. And record stores, because there were record stores back then, had a section now for metal because, again, every metalhead was kind of like, holy cow, I can't believe they're playing the stuff that I want to hear on the radio. And then for whatever reason, one day it just wasn't there. But uh, on Monday's show for the School of Podcasting, so I'm going to give you this show in about two sentences. MTV was the key to discoverability because mm-hmm. I did a thing. I did a video this week because people are like going, there's a discoverability problem in podcasting. And I went, no, there's not. And from this is this is one of those things where you – it's almost like arguing over if a pod, if YouTube is a podcast or not, which it's not, but a lot of people think it is. Findability is I can go to Google and search for it, and there it is. Discoverability is where you have some mechanism that is feeding you things that you didn't know you wanted. And I was like, so Pandora, MTV was feeding you things you didn't know you – oh, I didn't know Rod Stewart had a new album out. Wait, who? So that's discoverability, and that's why I was like, okay, so now that we're arguing over semantics, I'm so over this conversation. I was like, really? Okay, I don't care. Never mind. Well, Dave, it's a great – I mean, we argue about what is and what's not a podcast. And right. this is – going back to the MTV era, there were artists who <laughs> launched their, al- their, their, their album launched on MTV. Mm-hmm. And it would be like saying, oh, no, that's not that's not an album like because it, it came right. out. on you know, That's not you can't that's not really music because it didn't come out, you know, it didn't come out through a record store. And you're kind of like, guys, you're missing the point that it doesn't matter whether it's when it comes out it episodic or it comes out linear or it comes out as only an MP3 or or it comes out only as an MP4. Right. And in on YouTube, is that a podcast? Well, it doesn't matter. Like, right. That's so irrelevant. Is it popular? You know, I'm. I just. You know. You know. I'm. A, I'm a crazy YouTube yeah. DIY person, and I just found this couple who's restoring this 1908 Belgian wow. farm. Right? Could they're Russian? Listen, it couldn't be any more obscure, <laughs> right? And they barely speak English. And it's it's what's funny. It's in English. They are definitely doing all the right things on YouTube to get. Sure. to get this thing moving, right? Because YouTube can be a serious revenue. Now, could they do what they do as a podcast? No, it just it wouldn't make any sense. Do they have a podcast? It doesn't matter. They yeah. have a successful YouTube channel That's and they're it. being very successful as content creators. And so we got to stop. And I think we have, to be honest with you, for them, I think there's a few folks out there. There's still a few old school, like, it's not a podcast. Yeah. Give it up. Like, Let's talk about let's talk about content creation as, as, as opposed to, you know, oh, it's not a podcast. Who cares? I did have a very weird situation this week where I was on Facebook. I don't approve a lot of friends and I probably should. But the reason I don't is I approve this guy. He immediately reaches out and starts selling me stuff. And he's like, uh, hey, do you have a podcast? And I was like, Ugh, OK, blah, blah, blah. And he starts telling me how he can help me you know, get more subscribers or whatever. And I was like, oh, here we go. Uh, And then he subscribed me to an email list that I didn't ask for that has no unsubscribe, which is illegal for the record. 
And my favorite was I, I was like, dude, like, don't do this. Like, you know, I'm going to unfriend you, yada, yada, yada. And I said, because he wanted to, like, set up a meeting. And I go, are, are you going to pitch me Amway? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, but I do have something I think that could help you. And I said, okay, I tell you what. I said, are you going to be at Podcast Movement? And the podcast expert said, and I'm not making this up, what's Podcast Movement? Mm. And I mm. said, dude, don't say that out loud. I said, because you will lose all credibility. Podcast Movement is one of two of the biggest podcast events. So I was just like... Uh, so I finally unfriended him. I was like, this is enough. And I told him, I said, and I added his email to spam because he just wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. I'm trying to remember now how this tied into what we were talking about. But uh, Well, just defining, you know. Oh, yeah. The, the, so, the, the, yeah. so there's a guy that, that was, he. oh, that was it. He was on YouTube, and he was saying he had a podcast. And I said, I said now, I'm not like, no judging here, but technically you don't have a podcast. I go, you, you have a YouTube channel. And I, go, and I just said, if you want more listeners, take your content, put it out via RSS. I said, and you can syndicate it through Apple. I don't Apple think that's and- true, though, Dave. I don't think that's true. The you YouTubers can- are doing way better than the podcasters are doing right now. Mm, but, that's a good question. This, Rush, this Russian couple that barely speaks English, had their, their, their one podcast had gone viral. 1.2 million people had watched it. Right. And they're getting regularly a quarter of a million views on YouTube. I would love to know. I would love to know what the average number of views gets on YouTube. Yeah. Versus because we know. I think it's more. Yeah. I I bet it is. I think it's more. Because there's more eyeballs over here than than ears on podcasting. The difference is that I can create content for the car or I can create content for a walk that can't be consumed the same way YouTube is. Listen, I just said it when I was talking about this couple. I'm not going to I'm not going to listen to them. Right. That would be a terrible podcast, right? It would be awful. They barely speak English. It's all visual. It's music and them digging things, like, right? Does it sound That's like Boris and Morticia from <laughs> from Bullwinkle? Yeah, it kind of does. It'd be a, it'd be a terrible <laughs> podcast. But but there are some podcasts where you can do some things uh, just audio wise that are much more valuable than I would ever be move of. I would never watch, you know, uh, I would, there's some podcasts I listen to that like, uh, let's just, let's just like, so Leo Laporte's uh, uh, windows weekly with Paul Throt and Mary Jo Foley. I've watched that on YouTube from time to time, but why that's kind of a waste of sitting in my chair. Like I could just listen to that. Right. Right. And so, so I, I think the my point is we need to have both forms of media. You know, both forms are valid. Who cares what we call it, right? Whether it's on YouTube or what that's just the that's just the method at which it's being distributed. For some podcasters, YouTube makes sense. For others, it doesn't. And so for some YouTubers, podcasts make sense. For others, it doesn't, right? Focus on the medium, not the delivery mechanism, I guess is what I'm saying. And you know what? We disagreed for the first time in a long time. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You're you're right. Um, according to tubularlabs.com, uh, tubular. tubular, man, uh, <laughs> the lowest average is in people and blogs gets 2,354 views, which is a little – if we go with the average, not the median, I think the average is like – 1200 i think right now for via libsyn and they go everywhere from 2000 to 9000 in entertainment 
So that's something to, you know, and plus there's more eyes over there than ears on a podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. And not to burst uh, Ross's bubble, you know, he's live stream universe yes. in the, uh, listen, live streaming is one of the lower, I think it's even lower than podcasting. I mean, I, I think fewer people are watching live streams than are listening. If you, if you got that number. Um, and then I, I think it goes podcasting and then you, YouTube. It's just as we think about the the general overall numbers. So does that mean if you're a podcaster, you should just abandon pot, you know, your RSS feed and go to YouTube? Heck no. But it does make you think, could I create, could I be creating some YouTube like content that augments my podcast? Totally. Yeah, you totally should. That's what we do at Gallup. Yeah. Um, Ross says Eric Hunley never took his, uh, uh, never took his podcast to YouTube. Never. I don't think, anyway, Eric Hunley took his podcast to YouTube and he's blown up 20,000 subs. He never took it to YouTube and blew it. So he, blew, he oh, yeah, I don't, Ross, re, rephrase that. Yeah, it doesn't, but that's that his doesn't thing because Eric yeah. has uh, unstructured and basically, yeah, here he goes. Eric Hunley went to YouTube live after being exclusively an audio podcast and is blown yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. So again, I don't think you're going to find, I think you're going to find a different audience. I, I highly think that, that YouTube, there are some people that live and die by YouTube and there are some people that live and die by podcasting. And I think you're going to end up with a different audience. You're going to find those people yeah. that whatever, yeah. whatever you're talking about, there are a bunch of people that love to listen about it. And there are a bunch of people that love to, um, well, know. it is the difference between TV and radio in, yeah. in the sense that right now I'm just consuming it instead of consuming it in the living room. If I'm if it's YouTube, I'm probably consuming it on my wireless or on my phone somewhere or on my computer. And when I'm out doing things that I can't be watching things, that's, you know, that's my dad always had the radio on in the garage when he was working on things. Right. That was yeah. that's what because it's pretty frustrating. I don't know about you, but if I'm listening to something that's on YouTube and I know I can see what they're doing. First of all, we get lazy on video and we don't explain things. And if I have to constantly be turning my head to look at the video to get context, that's very, very frustrating. So I think there's still a huge space for this ears only market folks listening at work or folks listening in the car or uh, folks listening while they run. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying we should all just jump to YouTube and, to be honest, like all audio content doesn't belong on YouTube. It right. just, if you're going to post it with a graphic, I now the lines are blurring, right? Because YouTube's trying to be that audio only delivery mechanism. So that may that 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 may blur here in the future. I think you and I have always said this: you got to be everywhere. Yeah, right. Everywhere that you can be good. Yeah, there. Yeah. That's a that's a great way of saying it. Yeah, that's yeah. a great way. Of saying it. Uh, Michael has a question. Uh, speaking of podcast movement, have you heard about anything about DC Podfest? Sadly, it is no more. Um, I forget her name. She has victim of COVID. Uh, no, uh, the person that ran it. Oh, I can see her. She's short. She got brown curly hair. Help me, Kyle. Um, oh, she worked you, for Podbean. <laughs> yeah, no, but she worked for Podbean, and she moved on to a different kind of job or whatever. In so basically, the organizer of that. Moved on. Jen, thank you. Jen Crawford was the person behind that, and she has moved on. So consequently, so has DC Podfest, which is a bummer because that was one of my favorites. It was like a it was like a little baby Podfest. It's like let's take Florida podcast and just shrink it down a bit, and uh, had some great times there. Plus, it was in DC, so I always. Uh, was lost half the time I was in a car and it was, uh, it was always fun driving there and that whole nine yards. So yeah, I'm kind of bummed that, uh, 
it's not around, but it's not, unfortunately. So unless, unless, you know, I, I, I was going to say Kyle, but Kyle's not going to live in, you know, that area. He's not, he's getting out of Virginia. He's going to Texas to go be a granddaddy or something. Oh, in the nice. Nature. Yeah. So nice. So I don't know, but it's, uh, it's going to, it's going to be a slow start on getting the podcast uh, conferences back up and running again, don't you think? And I'm, then, you I'm, know, things aren't looking great for the fall I'm, here in the U.S., yeah, right? I'm really looking forward to podcast movement because I think that's going to be a huge litmus test on our people coming out. And of course, mm-hmm. I've actually turned off the news because I'm happy. I'm excited to go to podcast movement. I turn it on this morning and they're like, you're going to die. Everyone is going to die. And I went, you know what? I'm going to turn off the news. So, uh, I was like, that's enough of that. It, it's like, look, I've been vaccinated, you know, what, what case Sarah, Sarah. So, yeah, it's, it's an interesting time and it'll just be interesting to see how they, how that all gets pulled yeah. off. I mean, cause it's a week away, right? Are we a week? Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm driving down Monday. I think it starts Tuesday. It should this, be like this Monday, like this coming. Is yeah. It, yeah. So this, next this, Saturday we won't August have a show. Already. Yeah. Next right. Saturday there won't be a show because I'll be driving home, hopefully avoiding all deer. I have a little PTSD about this now. From the last time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it must start Tuesday because I'm going down. I always go to the down the day before. So I think Tuesday is the day we set up. I think it probably starts really on Wednesday or Tuesday night. So um, I think Tuesday night is the is the kickoff. I think the first party, right? Is Tuesday night? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that'll be fun. But um, it, well, we're we're, we're going to here in the United States, I think we're just going to have an interesting fall as to how this all how it all kind of pans out. It's back. I think we thought everything was in the clear. <laughs> And it's like, mm, no, winter is coming again, my friends. Winter is coming. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, oops. Uh, Craig asks, are masks compulsory at PM for all attendees? I'm not sure. Because I know. It's day to day, Dave. Yeah, I, I know in Ohio, they're like, hey, if you've been vaccinated, you're good. If you haven't been vaccinated, we strongly urge you to put on a mask. But I'm, you know. I, I think it's it's day to day and it's county by county right now today as we record yeah. this kind of thing. And the CDC is kind of recommending some things, but it'll they'll they'll have to make like I think they'll have to make that decision on Monday type deal. That's how th- that's how fast things are changing here in the U.S. right now. So yeah, be interesting to not not listen. We try not to get political on this on this program. So not not to take it any yeah, yeah let's any not go farther, there any farther uh, uh, down that path. Yeah. You know, uh, go ahead. Well, we yeah, have a quick question here uh, from the Records and Bands podcast. Quick question. You clipped Joe Rogan a few weeks ago. How does that stack up against copyright and fair use? Except for Rick Rubin had some thoughts on Marin, and I want to clip and use in the feature. Well, here's the thing. Um, if somebody asked me about that, I would say, well, I use that in an educational stance, and I would be using fair use as my defense when I was in court. So does that mean I'm exactly. kind of, so does that mean exactly. I'm kind of out there putting myself out there to get sued? Uh-huh. So don't do that if you don't want to get sued. So I am I am I'm you know there are times I was going to uh play well, some but, clips of the Beatles. He he mentioned uh Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin had this great interview with Paul McCartney. And I would love to take bunches of clips of that and for whatever reason I just go with my gut. I really that's all mm-hmm. I that's I just go with my gut and I was like I don't know why, but I feel like Hulu and Rick Rubin would be more of a, a weenie than than Joe Rogan 
for whatever reason. So yeah, and it's really not Joe. It would be his organization, right? right? And it, they wouldn't sue you right away. You get a cease and desist probably first. Right. That says now, unless unless you're a gigantically famous podcaster or YouTuber and you've already made a bunch of money off of it, then they're gonna then you know again, it, it all depends what they do. Like you can't. This it's not like a. It's not like a. It automatically happens if, if they have to decide to do something about it. So, um, obviously, you thought Rogan was a good risk, right? To to play. Yeah, on that? and I just thought. Well, number one, I was telling people to go listen to his episode. That was the other thing. It was him, and it was an interview with him and Adam Curry, where I played that Joe said, "Hey, if you're getting into podcasting to make money quickly, don't do that. Yeah. But if you get in to make a good show and you don't quit." He says, I can't guarantee, but there's a really good chance. Did you play ch- it here, too? Um, Did you play it I on think, this podcast? I think I showed a, a – a, I made a um, a graphic of it. I don't know that I played it on this show. Because it would be a good test to, you know, like yeah. if, you, if you played it here and then – because YouTube has some mad uh, ability to find – um, to find copyrighted content and alert the, they don't just find it and tell you now, right? Oh, yeah. They're alerting the copyright holders yeah. in their in their dashboards and saying you have somebody who's who's playing your content. And God, the the, the compute power that that must take, Dave, to scan everything. Listen, you're basically scanning everything against everything. <laughs> how do you? Like, how does that even work? Especially, That's incredible. That's especially incredible. when they're getting like, you know, hundreds of hours a minute. A minute. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's it's insane. So if you played it here and, and you gave it, I think it takes three or four days for that stuff to go through. In some cases, it's instant. Like in music, it is oh, instant. Yeah. I, I remember crazy. we did a, um, a podcast review show and this guy, we play, we always play the intro of the show and talk about it. And the minute I uploaded it to YouTube, it was like, nope. And it was like, what? And here, this guy's intro had music that he didn't have the license to play. And I was like, yeah. well, hey, you know all that stuff we said in your review? I got one more point, and that is quit using <laughs> music. Yeah, so. yeah. It, 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 is, it is fast and furious on there. And, you know, you kind of get to know pretty quick. I, and I did notice, oh, a couple months back, maybe six months ago, YouTube changed it. So when you're uploading a video now, it goes through the review process before. And right. it, they kind of say, hey, we haven't found anything on this, um, it, which is a little slower. Right. But it, it, you know, gives you a chance at least before you hit publish to to fix it. Yeah. And if you if you want your media host to start doing that, you better plan on your bill going up because I can't imagine, like you said, the technology to, uh, to do that because man, that's, that's going to be insane. But, uh, you know, the one people I don't have to worry about suing me though, are of course, can I get a pour before you start? But before you thank our awesome supporters yes, for that, is let's, that, let's get you a pour going. That, and, and by the way, thank you, awesome supporters, for giving me this coffee pour every. <laughs> and we are talking. Well, of course, first we're going to talk about James over at the Dog Podcast Network. If uh, you have a little pooch or a big pooch, and you're going to go walk that lovely little four-legged critter around the the block. Well, James has long shows, short shows, all sorts of shows. He's got magazine shows. He's got shows that go in super deep. It is all over there at Dog Podcast Network. They've even got a uh, contest going over there where you can win some money. 
But uh, if you love dogs, if you're a dog lover, then go get your dog on and go over to Dog Podcast Network. But we always thank our $20 supporters. And I actually went through, I'm having a weird issue with Patreon because uh, Max told me he gets notified. I am not getting notified when people change their levels. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll thank um, Shane. So I might want to check my spam folder, things like that. Yeah. But uh, Shane over at spybrary.com. And Shane is actually going back to the UK now that people are allowed to travel. So he's going to get to go home. If you haven't met Shane, he he doesn't sound like he's from Jersey. I'll just leave it that way. Uh, Ed Sullivan <laughs> over at soniccupcake.com. If you need uh, your audio edited, uh, check out Ed. Uh, of course, Felix. I think Felix is coming to Podcast Movement. He's the man behind the Latin Podcast Awards, where that is dedicated to enhancing the visibility of Latinx podcasts around the world. He's been doing it since 2017. You can find him at latinpodcastawards.com. Uh, we also want to thank KJST Media. That is an LGBTQ plus founded company focused on helping all levels of podcasters to grow their podcasts. Basically, it's another editing company. So if you're looking for an audio editor and you'd be even a plus if they were LGBTQ, check them out over at kjstmedia.com. Glenn the Geek, who is out on the road right now, he's from the Horse Radio Network. If you like horses, go over to horseradionetwork.com. Glenn is uh, a very entertaining chap. Talk about not being boring. That is Glenn. Uh, Greg, over at the Indie Drop-In Network, if you go over to IndieDropIn.com and you have a true crime, a comedy, or some sort of scary story podcast, he's got an audience over there. You just send him the episode and he puts it out in front of his audience. They discover you and then go back and subscribe to your show. But Max, I was talking to Max from AviationNewsTalk.com, and he was saying he gets notified when people change from 20 to 10 or 5 to whatever. And I was like, huh, because I'm not. Because I went in and realized that there were some people that I shouted out that are not $20 support. They're still supporters. They're just not $20 supporters. And I was like, huh, interesting. But uh, Greg over at DebtShepherd.com is still an awesome supporter, along with Max. I think I mentioned his website. If I didn't, AviationNewsTalk.com. And uh, Kim Kragy over at Toastmasters101.net, where if you're looking to develop your voice, reduce your editing time, or improve your content, then you got to check out Toastmasters at Toastmasters101.net. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. And if you'd like to just support us, and if you like, look, I don't really want like a monthly thing, go over to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash store, and you can buy my book, you can donate, you can do whatever you want over at AskThePodcastCoach.com slash store. So, come on, Saturday. Saturday mornings and listen, join a, join a pretty good chat room, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a good, a good space. Can you go, um, can you go back a little bit? Michael Delaney had yeah. put a, put a quote or had put a chat in there about having trouble getting going again. Uh, he, he is, looks like he stopped doing, uh, if any, if you quit your podcast for any reason, it's hard to get restarted. Been almost two years and I can't get, can't seem to get restarted. You know, I, I think this, and there were some, some great comments in the chat room for that. So, so a uh, big thanks coach Dave for some of those as well. But Dave, I think you got to find your reward. Like if you're struggling to get going on some of these things, it's, you know, starting something and doing it a couple times is uh, in, in, in just grunting through it, I think is doable for most people. But the sustained, you know, you've got 700 plus episodes on school podcasting. What are, where are you at with school podcast? Seven something? What, what, what number are you 786, at? I think, is the okay. next one. Getting close to 800. I've got yeah. 500 on Home Gadget Geeks. 
I think you have to find that <laughs> I got a bunch of gallop. You got to find your reward in that. What's in it for you? Because again, you can do anything. If you're going to create six of these, you can just grunt that out. Like it or not, you can get it done. But if you're going to do it long haul, consistent, you got to you gotta find that reward. What is the thing? And so Dave, let me ask you, if you just get right down to a school of podcasting, what's the reward in that for you? Like what, what do you get? Just be 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 honest with yeah. us. What do you get out of that? It's a dopamine hit, really, is the big thing, is when I, I always think of Marcy Rosenbaum. Marcy Rosenbaum was your typical, and I say this with love, housefrau, right, stay-at-home mom, but she had this huge background in business, um, and she'd been an HR director and all this other stuff, and she just wanted to, to get this podcast out about how, because people are transitioning from one job to the next, and she said, look, I, I understand you can help me, but I'm just here to tell you I am I'm helpless. You're not going to be able to get me to make a podcast because te- I hate technology. Technology is not my friend. There's no way I'm ever going to do this. Mm-hmm. And she called me up crying about a month and a half later saying, I'm in iTunes. I'm in, I can't do that. And I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, I told you I couldn't do this. And you said you can't do that. And she's like, and I'm in iTunes. So for me, that was like awesome. It reminds me, I had a woman once that cried before a PowerPoint class because she was that afraid. She was gonna mm-hmm. she was gonna retire next mm-hmm. month or something like that. She's like, I don't even know why I'm taking this class. I'm just gonna break it. And by the end she was having fun. So when I help somebody go from I can't do this to holy cow, people are actually listening to me, that's a huge scratch of of an itch that I have. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, home gadget geeks is just fun. And so I, I don't listen, I don't spend a lot of time editing it. I don't you know, I, and I f- actually have found a pattern now. Friday afternoons, I do the video edits. That takes me about 20 minutes. Then those sit. And then Saturday, while I'm listening to another podcast, The Cigar Authority, I do the show notes and I publish it. It's time I would be sitting. I want to watch that. Uh, that I want to listen to me. It's on YouTube and I want to watch that podcast. Right. So that that should blow your mind. And um uh, so it, for me, it's just fun. That's how I keep, you know, every week I'm like, look, I'm not, it, it, if I was spending time editing that podcast, like, and I went through and took out all my ums and cleaned it up, I, I'd quit. Like, I just yeah. wouldn't, I'm not going to do it. So I think the key, Michael, in this is to, and for everyone is to, the rewards have to match the effort <laughs> that you're getting out of it. Yeah. D- don't think you can do one take wonders. And maybe you can, but don't think you can do one take wonders and they're going to be gigantically popular. Right. Yeah. And they can be, but I'm just saying, it's like, you know, sometimes the effort, the effort has to match the reward. Yeah. It, it, I think you do have to know your why. I, I think if you can't yeah. explain your why, you're not going to make it through the how. And I've had right. a few that right. I was like, right. I, I remember I did a podcast once about customer service because that's what I was doing. But just because that was my job doesn't mean that's who I was. And after I think six episodes, I was like, I don't like talking about this. So, uh, for me, you know, like Jim, you know, call to coach is you're serving coaches. Usually there's yeah. many times it's, you I know, get paid by the way. Oh, well, that, that, that helps too. To that but, podcast. but I know Kyle is really into history. So yeah. when he makes his uh, podcast about history, you know, it's, it's kind of serving people like, Hey, I bet you didn't know that in, you know, the battle of, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 32 people hid behind this tree and that's why mm-hmm. and now and today we have Kleenex and you're like wait what um you know Ken Blanchard has Speak Life Church here's a guy that 
you know, was like, hey, I'd like to be the pastor of a church, but there are people maybe that can't get to me, so I'm going to go to them. Um, he's got Black Man with a Gun. He's got a ton of podcasts. He, he does a podcast about motorcycles. Why? Because he likes talking about motorcycles. Right. Right. You know, so if you got something you like talking about, then talk well, about it and, you know, have be, fun. Be very clear on the reward. I think this yeah. is the key. Like, know what you're getting out of this, like, this is to, to your to your why, not just why content wise, but why reward wise, because you'll keep doing it. If you're getting rewards out of this, you'll keep doing it. You know, Gallup continues to pay me to do that. If my boss pulled me in and was like, well, you can continue to do that, but I actually need you to do something different. Well, OK, now I've got like now it changes a little bit. Right. Um, so it's just, it's, I think it's aligning up those priorities, by the way, I think for existing podcasters, they need to do that same kind of mental checklist of like, is the rewards equaling the effort at this point? Is it making it for me? Well, and let's take what I consider, and I hate saying this because there are people that really like this show. And when I say this, they get offended, but the show that I think is my, my worst show is called building a better Dave. And there are people like, Hey, quit saying that. I like that show. But the rewards on that sometimes, especially, man, when I lived in Cleveland and had nobody, and I mean, I had no friends, zero. It was me, myself, and I. That show was therapy. And I was just spewing stuff into the internet just to get it. It was like a diary. And some people might say, you probably shouldn't do it. It helped, you know. But other times, it's me trying to be funny or it's weird. It's now that show has turned into Dave trying to craft stories, you know. But, um, you know, that, so that's, I've never, ever, and I pay, I think $7 a month for that. You know, I'll, I'll pay seven bucks is a heck of a lot cheaper than betterhelp.com. I, that, that, that site is expensive, um, helpful, but expensive. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not every show has to be about monetization and thousands of downloads and, you know, things yeah. of that nature. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're really cautious of uh, at Gallup as we monitor our numbers. I do need to have some numbers. Like I have to justify this thing. If all of a sudden we had programs that were dip into five, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much passion we have. It's not, it's just not, it's, it's not worth the time, right? There has to be an ROI on that. But, um, you know, there are other times when, you know, the, or the situation's different. So you got to, you got to kind of think through if it's, whether it's like therapy, I mean, in yeah. someday, Dave, you may be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I, I just don't, I don't need to make another one of these. I think, I, I think I'm okay yeah. at this point or maybe not, maybe keep going. It doesn't really matter yeah, you know, for seven bucks. Yeah. Like you said, it's cheaper than therapy. Well, like my last episode my last two episodes, one was, am I having a heart attack? Which was just me talking about that weird thing. Uh, my last episode was how I, uh, did I tell the story where there's a woman that has 75 million downloads and I saw her at this uh, Christian podcast conference. And then did I, did I not tell the story? Oh, so, so I, I see her at, at NRB, right? The national religious broadcasters. And she's talking and everybody's like, wow, 75 million downloads in two years starting from nothing. And I was like, well, I got to have her on the show. So I'm in the very back of this large room and I see it's a, a skinny uh, brunette woman, blah, blah, blah. So then the next day they're having a special speakers only kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, cool. Cause she's speaking at this event. She'll be there. And it's great. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to people and this uh, thin 
brunette woman walks in and I'd gone the night before to her website and said, Hey, I would love to have you on my podcast and talk about your 75 million downloads. So I go over to this woman and I said, uh, uh, her name is, and I'm forgetting it now. Um, uh, let's say her name was Jane. So I go over to, to Jane and I go, Hey Jane, I just want to let you know, I, I sent you a thing on your website last night, uh, about having you on my show. I would love to hear the story of the 75 million downloads. And, uh, she's like, Oh, I, I don't think I got that. And I'm like, God, oh, well, you know, whatever. I just wanted you to put a name with a face. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting would love to interview you. And, uh, she said, well, great. Uh, it's nice to meet you. I'm Rachel. And that's when it dawned on me that the person I was talking to was not the person that I thought. <laughs> and so then she says, I'm actually Rachel. I work with Dr. Blah, blah, big shot name. And I go, Oh, and I go, I think I've heard of that name. So now it's like strike two. Yeah. And she literally said, I'm sorry. I don't need to be rude. And I said, I'm so sorry. I said, if you want to, I would love to hear about Dr. So-and-so. And she just was like, and we're going to tap out. Yeah, it, it was, yeah, so yeah. that was a, a fun little no, story that I put. No. So yeah. So the, the, <laughs> the, the rule there was, Hey, maybe next time take two seconds to uh, check the name tag before you go talking to Jane and see that her name is Rachel. So. <laughs> So that was fine. It's, but you, you, you make those mistakes. Yeah, you do. That was you kinda... just, you got to just back out like Nick does on, on new girl. <laughs> just kind of back out. And like, and we're, yeah, it was one. Of, and I, I told her, it was funny. Cause I said, Hey, I said, just for the record, because when I get embarrassed, I do not mess around. I said, you're going to watch my face turn very red here. And I said, yeah. I just want to let you know that I'm not stroking out. I'm okay. And, you know, so it was. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you want to just do the Napoleon Dynamite run. You know, at the end, he does that. Right. At the end of Napoleon Dynamite, he does that routine. And then he runs off the stage. And you get in those situations and you're just like, uh, I'm going to run. I, I have been finding, you know, now that we're getting back in person more crossing our fingers that this will yeah. last a little, a little longer. Um, I, I've got to, I've got to re- polish off my in-person skills again. Like I'm really oh, good yeah. at this yeah. kind of thing of controlling this I found. And then as I'm back with people again, I'm like, Oh man, I'm really awkward with people. <laughs> so it, it's one of those, one of those um, like, okay, I'm going to have to be a little more uh, conscious about what I'm, what I'm doing and how I'm presenting myself and what I'm saying in public uh, with friends again. So it's just a little bit of a new, cause I'm, I've been going in three days a week mm. uh, for the last, yeah. I don't know, four weeks, probably I've been going in uh, uh, to the office. So uh, that, that may or may not change. We'll have to see. Yeah. Um, in terms of starting and stopping your show, Kyle says yeah. he, he had stopped a show. He got feedback when I stopped, they wanted it back, which is great. The, the, there's nothing worse. I stopped a show once and nobody noticed it went away. So that's always kind of fun. Um, Diana asks, hello from Nashville. What time does this show actually start every week? 1030 Eastern. Every week, except next week, because, well, I'll be yes. in Nashville, Tennessee. So um, that's when we're here. Um, the Records and Brands podcast says, uh, my co-host is my brother who lives 200 miles away, so it's a weekly catch-up. I've known podcasters mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. all over the world, and their whole podcast was about uh, Formula F1 racing, and they really kind of didn't care about Formula F1, but it was just a matter of, like, I want to hang out with my brothers. Yeah. And they, everybody had kids and stuff like that, and it was just a family catch-up thing. 
but they had to talk about something, so they talked about Formula F1. But and it was cool because they were able to then go to their their wives and partners and say, "Hey, I can. I got. I got to go do the podcast." And it was really yeah, uh-huh. a time to get caught up with. Uh, well, I've said this before. It's bonus for me to hang out with you on Saturday mornings. I wouldn't get this opportunity ever uh, to to do it. Unless we were doing it this way, like you're pretty busy and I don't think I could take an hour. I get an hour of your time or hour and a half, 90 minutes uh, each week. So it's a bonus for me to hang and we have a good time. Like this is, this is, I look forward to this on Saturday mornings. I mean, I'm, I I don't miss my Saturday morning chores at all. So it's <laughs> awesome. Just uh, awesome. Well, Diane says she hopes to shake my hand. I'll be at the Lipson booth all week. So, uh, Stop by and, and say hello. I would love to that. Uh, I got to share this story. Uh, Ken Blanchard. Um, I was called Donovan <laughs> McNabb once at a restaurant to the point where the owners took photos in the Lebanese restaurants. And sometimes you just got to go. That's it. Start signing autographs. Yeah. You go can to- see. You can see how he 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 looks like Donovan, right? I mean, did, yeah. And a quick and a quick. I would have run with it. And Ken, did you sign autographs too? I would have. <laughs> I would, there was a time I, apparently I looked like a golfer, this Australian golfer. And somebody asked me, I was somewhere and they were like, are you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not me. That's not me. So, so I know. guess, yeah, next week, just watch cartoons. Are there still Saturday morning cartoons? I don't know. I haven't. There are. No, I think there are. I, well, you just go to the cartoon network. Yeah, there you go. Could you imagine if we'd had the cartoon network as kids? Like how easy that would have been? Because you had to switch between five and four and three and five, yeah. you know, to get the right cartoons that wonder like, is friends. It Bugs Bunny or is this one Tom and Jerry? This one's <laughs> there weren't that many. Um <laughs> Ken says his face is still in the place. That's pretty good. You think of it? <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, that's hilarious. That would that would be um yeah, that <laughs> that would be so great to go into that restaurant and you're like, Yeah, it's not really Donovan. You know, the I'm gonna the start calling him is, now when I see Ken, I'm just gonna start calling him Donovan. <laughs> we're we're gonna keep it going. Yeah, that would be so great is to have to have your image up there as someone else and ah uh, see see who then every time some, you walk in they're gonna be like, Hey, Donovan's back. But what if Donovan came into the restaurant? That'd be even funnier, right? If he actually showed up and inspected that picture. Was like, that's yeah. That's not me. Like, I, I, you might think that's me, but that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Well, before we get uh, to post show, I wanted to talk yeah. a little bit about uh, this came from our buddy, Adam Curry, who pointed this out. And then Adam Curry handed the ball to James Cridlin who did a deep dive and I'm I'm praying that the spirit of 2006 podcasters will rise up and when Mark Cuban does a keynote address that someone is going to bring up some of the terms of service for Fireside because James found some stuff that I was like wait what and what's fun is James is like you can't even cite these he has a PDF of it but the one that got me was, um, let's see, you understand that all recordings in which you participate are the, and here's my favorite phrase. Oh, wait, I'm trying to share my screen and I'm not. Here we go. Uh, You understand that all recordings in which you participate are the exclusive property of Fireside 
or an associated party and you waive any right to inspect or approve of the final images or content in which the recordings appear. But the thing that gets me is when they say exclusive property. I'm didn't, a, didn't Anchor do this too? Yeah. Yeah. Anchor didn't had all sorts of same thing Anchor did. Yeah. Anchor mm-hmm. had um, that they owned it, that they could sell it. And there's a thing down here. Um, you can also, there's also a, a thing in here that says you can't sue them. Uh, you will not start a maintain against fireside or the associated parties, any claim action suit or demand of any kind. So you can't sue them. Uh, didn't, didn't we figure out they need this clause to be able to replay the content yeah. and host it and replay it on the platform. Otherwise they don't have the rights to do that. Right. Yeah, there That's is, what I thought. there is a thing. Well, the other one is um, by uploading any content you hereby grant and we'll grant Fireside and its affiliated companies a non-exclusive, worldwide, royalty-free, uh, uh, fully paid-up, transferable, which means they can send it to somebody else, sub-licensable. Per, this sounds like remember that's well, covering their bases. Yeah, what they're doing uh, at this point. but it says basically, yeah, yeah. You get a copy to upload, perform, distribute, store, modify, create deviated works of. People get freaked out about that, or otherwise use your content in connection with the operation. Blah blah, and that's where they're like, "Hey, we want to take some of your stuff and promote it on our site." That one I yeah. get, but there's one in here which I thought was funny, where it says you can't, you agree to not use the service to email or otherwise upload any content that constitutes unsolicited or unauthorized advertising, promotional materials, commercial activities. So that's another one where I'm like, if, if podcasters decide to promote something and the third party they're promoting doesn't want it, that that puts them off the hook to say, we told them they couldn't do that on our platform. Yeah. So I see some of this, but when I, there's someone in here where they, they have the rights to sell your stuff. And I'm trying to find it here. And I just remember thinking that's kind of a deal breaker. So it's just, they're all, you know, anytime they say exclusive property, I was like, mm. yeah, but I thought we, I thought we figured out they have to have that to be able to do what they do with just normal serve normal terms. I'm not saying, by the way, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I didn't stay at a holiday in an express last night. <laughs> uh, I, so I, I don't know, but I thought we ironed all of this out with anchor when they did this and, and I thought at one point we were like, Oh yeah. Cause they need the ability to be able to just do some of the normal things they do as part of business. Now, again, this, I could be totally wrong on this. I wouldn't go to the wall on this one, but I just thought that's where we the conclusion we came to with anchor back in the, yeah. back in the day. Unless we've executed a separate written agreement with you, nothing shall restrict Fireside from developing or creating any products or services that may be competitive with or similar to your submissions. Yeah, they can do they could create this in the future, they could create their own content that right. looks very similar to yours, right? That's protecting them against hiring uh who who's who's a big one, uh, Rogan. Yeah. Like Rogan gets hired all of a sudden on their platform already was a Rogan like styled podcast. And then they go, Oh, I have a, I'm on your platform and I have exclusive rights. I think that protects them against that kind of thing happening. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to, yeah. to see. Yeah. I did see on Twitter and I don't know this by any, like I work. For, here's the fun thing about working for Lipson. Do you know when I find out about features from Lipson? As they're rolling out, the as, daily yeah, rollout, I, I or hear, as people are complaining about no, them. I hear them from James Cridlin. 
Oh. But I did see on Twitter where some woman that I don't know said that Libsyn is going to be partnering with Fireside to turn Fireside chats into podcasts. And I was like, well, that's interesting because – and the reason I don't know these things, because if that's true, and I don't know that it is, uh, it could be rumor – Libsyn's a publicly traded company. That's why they can't tell me when new features are coming out. It's very weird just learning stuff about Libsyn 5. They're like, hey, next week, next Tuesday, we're rolling out this. And like they have – because if they give me really cool stuff and I go buy a bunch of stock, now it's insider trading. Because I was like, why am I in the dark about my my own company? They're like, yeah, we can't tell you. I was like, oh, all right. Well, that kind of makes sense. But, yeah, so you might want to read those. I'm with Jim. I'm kind of like – They sound a little fishy, but there are parts of it that I can see people might go, huh, not sure about that. And that's where I go, "Ah, if you look at Libsyn or Blueberry or Podbean, there's always that weird thing like where they have to say, you give us the right to promote your stuff. And it sounds like we, you're giving away your right to, you know, when they say derivatives, that's like, hey, we want to use your artwork or, because an example might be, I know in the past Libsyn has had cards where they're like, hey, you know, come and join our team. And they'll have a picture of all these different artwork. Well, that's a derivative of your artwork is part mm-hmm. of our thing and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Kyle is saying Fireside, test out show ideas with your content since 2020. Yeah, testing well, out. Well, listen, uh, uh, Podcast One did this, and they were, they were very upfront about it yeah. when they created that app. They were like, we're doing this so we can find the best podcasts. Right. And then, right, that's why we're doing this. So, um, it, it, it's not, you know, to go all the way back to the beginning of this, of our conversation about MTV, the, this, the, listen, the industry's changing and, and the industry changed and MTV changed. Yeah. And, but, but in the process, MTV changed the way we looked at music videos. So I think we're in this, we're in the same cycle where it's, it's, it's getting big, it's consolidating. Don't be surprised if there's more of those consolidation changes happening here in the next year or two. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to to see, you know, because I don't know about you, but those forty years went by like that, and I for- I don't know, Dave. It seems like a long time ago. <laughs> like full newspapers when I was twelve. Well, here's the thing 15. i I went to the restaurant that I used to be a car hop at, and I was was talking to the the waiter there, and I'm like, yeah, I used to be, you know, I used to be a car hop here back in the day. And I really didn't think it was that long ago. And it was like, you know, 30 years ago. And I was like, really? Because it just seems like, you know, last week I was like out here, you know, and then I was like, no, I don't don't think so. So the last uh, hour is what went fast. Let's just be really clear about that. This that, thing always goes fast. Yeah, we've got uh, for for post show. We're going to bring on Sergeant Fred. I see he popped in. Oh, nice. So we're going to be bringing him back on. I know he uh, got some feedback on that picture. We were talking last week about can he use a picture oh, uh, good. of himself. Good. So he got some feedback on that. So we'll, we'll be talking about that in in post show. And uh, what's uh, I guess we well, yeah it's it's we got a minute. Holy cow! This went really fast today. Fast, isn't it? Um, so Jim, what's coming up on uh, theaverageguy.tv? So uh, last week I picked up a third ring cam for the house, right? You know, and installed it. And so we spent a good chunk of the show kind of going through. I had some decisions to make on where I put it and how I got it on the network and some of those other kinds of things. So kind of a fun show to catch up. It was more of a, a implementation from the show before. So if you're interested in that and technology and gadgets and those kinds of things, and you like listening to me here, you're probably going to like Home Gadget Geek. So check it out, theaverageguy.tv. 
Yeah, and on the School of Podcasting, I already mentioned earlier, uh, Tanner Campbell may be a genius because he keeps saying things that are somewhat outrageous, and so people then bring him on their show. So he's on the new media show. I put out a thing that I said, podcasting does not have a discoverability problem. And he was like, Dave Jackson is dead wrong. And so we kind of went at each other on Twitter. And I was like, hey, how about, in fact, he suggested, why don't you just bring me on your show and we can discuss this. And I was like, is that what he's really trying to do? Just get on my show. And, for sure. Yeah, yeah he is. For and sure. so I uh, I took what was about a 28-minute discussion and boiled it down to about seven minutes. Because I was when I finally figured out what we were arguing about, I'm like, oh, this is boring, and I don't want to do that. So uh, the other thing I want to mention, I, I should stand up to do this. I want to thank – I was on the Monetization Nation, and uh, I got a T-shirt that says I'm a digital monetizer. So if you want, uh, if you want exposure for your show, when somebody appears on your show as a guest – ask them for their shirt size, and then send them one. So that was kind of different. Haven't had that in a while. So so that's coming up. The other thing I'm doing on the School of Podcasting is, have you ever, there's a guy on YouTube that says, why is this song great? And I'm taking that idea, and I'm applying it to a really good podcast episode I listened to. So we're going to pick apart, like, why is this good? So that's coming up on Monday's show. But right now, we're going to be talking to Sergeant Fred for those of you that are patrons. So stick around for some post-show. 